Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough. And it's no longer spooky time. We're back <laughs> into, I guess, just regular stuff. Well, we got uh, Turkey Day up on the horizon, and uh, things are on fire again, so we're just like going yeah. back to what we're used <laughs> to. Uh, yeah, how are you doing, Bren? Uh Yeah, everything's on fire. It's LA, so... It's basically either 115 degrees, a drought, or a fire, and nothing in between. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, a lot of fires in L.A. right now, a lot of real bad fires. So, uh, yeah, it's fun times. Are you staying safe? Is there any, like, real threat for you? The good thing with where I am is I'm basically, like, square in the center of a, like, big, like, city area. So if it ever gets to me... That's because of half of L.A. has already been burnt. And, like, that'll make the news. Like, people will know about that. So, I'm in no immediate danger. Uh, a friend of mine had to get evacuated. She lives further up than me. And um, uh, their family uh, was definitely, like, close to the, like, we're in the mandatory evacuation area. And um, there was a park slash, like, nature reserve by the highway I get onto for my morning commute. And uh, that got, that caught fire. And I was like, you know, it was a big deal because it was in the center of the city and stuff. And uh, they're like, oh, like four or five acres got burnt in that park slash reserve area. And it's like, oh, wow. But then it really put in perspective how big an acre is for me because that's like four or five. And then further north, like 1,400 acres are burning. So it's like, oh. Holy shit. That's a much bigger number than four. Yeah. <laughs> so it like seeing it on the news and seeing like the smaller one being like, look at this fire. It's like, wow, that's real bad. And then seeing like the 1,400, it's like, we've talked about it before, just the disassociation of numbers. Like if you, you can think of $100 and then you can't think of $100 trillion, that's just too much. So like just seeing the like actual scale difference, it's just like, fuck. Why? Oh man! Why is this city here? It's burning all the time. That just made me think of this weird uh, Vox article that Ify Wadiway, former guest of the show, he ended up tweeting yeah. about it. Uh, their article was titled like, "Oh, these Silicon Valley billionaires have so much money that they can't give it away. Like, even if they give away their money, they're still making more money. Like, yeah. so they can't give it away enough. It's like a problem they have." And I was like, "That's a really weird problem." So. If he was like, oh, let's test this theory out. Uh, have three of them send me a million dollars. Like, <laughs> seriously, if that, if they're really like, oh, it's such a problem. We have so much money. We can't give it away. It's like, then start. <laughs> I bet you could. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's like, yeah. If, it's like in the scene in Dodgeball, the movie, um, where it's like, oh, have you ever seen $100,000? And he opens the briefcase and it's just like two like stacks of like $100 bills. And like, that's it. It's not a briefcase lined with money. Because that's not what that's the movie's fabricating it, right? Um, but someone made a someone made a good comparison where it's like if like I think it was like if fifty thousand dollars was a step and every step was like a staircase, more than fifty percent of America would be on the bottom floor. They wouldn't even be above the first step. Oh, for sure. Then like uh, maybe like fifteen to twenty percent or something would be on like the third step or so, or like a portion would be one step up, and then like some would be three steps up. And then Jeff Bezos would be, like, from the Earth to the moon and back on that <laughs> stuff. Like, you can say, like, a billion dollars, but to realize that that means a thousand million dollars, like, it, it's hard to imagine such scale. 
and the fact that there's some people who have that just that much money where it's like, yeah, they could burn all that money and still not burn it quick enough that faster than they're generating it. So Pretty it's much. just mind boggling. Uh, so money, fire, LA. Yeah. And also speaking back to our roots, I'm like deliriously tired. Like two nights in a row, I stayed up like cutting records. I just finished this press for this Malaysian band and I'm sending 10 copies to Germany. So it's just been a really busy time for me doing cassettes and records. So once again, I will probably be passing out as we're talking, but I'll try my best. (laughs) I really love that you're just this weird, very, very, very niche record smith in the middle of God knows where <laughs> Pennsylvania. Like, yep. it's like a Dark Souls boss, and you're like, oh, you gotta bring the big boss weapons to him. That's fantastic. Oh, I I'm love glad that. that I have some lore going for me. <laughs> but no, it's weird when, yeah, people from around the world contact me, and I'm like, I like what you're doing, let's work together. I'm like, I'm super flattered. Uh, how do you even <laughs> know do. about me? But I guess I'm getting heard. Uh, but we'll talk nice. about that in plugs. Uh, but for anyone who's new, this is a video game top, uh, video game topic. This <laughs> video is a video game, game podcast eh. and we've been off on tangents already. So I guess you get the vibe. Uh, it <laughs> sort of is. Um, but we're going to talk about the games we've been playing lately. How about you? I know I haven't been playing much. Yeah, I've been playing a bit. Um, Indivisible. I was playing that some more. And, uh, oh boy, that got different in a hurry. So, art, beautiful. Characters, really neat. Some of them better than others. Um, I don't like it because in one scene there was like a prison, or one part of the game there was a prison break and I rescued this guy who joined my team. And I guess he was just an additional, like he, he's not part of the main story. Because I've never heard him speak or interact with another character. But, like, it sucks because I really like his design and he seems like a fun character. But it yeah. seems like he's kind of like an extra, like, hey, if you get him, neat. If you don't, don't worry about it. It's like, I love this little man, though. And he, nothing's happening with him. What the fuck? And in other characters I don't like as much or in every single scene. It's like, ugh. So it's like almost too many characters for its own good. So, um, yeah, the game takes a hard shift, at least for me. Um, it's a comp, it's kind of a matchup. It's supposed to be like an RPG, like 2D style action platforming game. But then some of the controls are fighting game controls because it's from the developers of Skullgirls. And it's just, it doesn't do anything really well. The platforming's not precise enough. Um, you get a lot of like backtrack, you get a lot of abilities like Metroidvania where you have to backtrack and it's just a pain in the ass and it's, not convenient because it's not all on one map like metroid usually is or castlevania yeah and uh the fighting game mechanics is only when you're in combat and it ends up just being button mashy like you have to time certain stuff like hit low hit high hit center and they'll break a uh, enemy shield and then you could damage them that's for some of them but for most of them and even once you figure that out it ends up just being button mash like um because it's kind of like kingdom hearts I think, or not Kingdom Hearts, uh, Final Fantasy 12 or 11 gameplay mechanics, or maybe Final Fantasy 15 would be a good example, where you could just have a little counter or a little timer going until you can attack again. And sometimes that can reload three times before the enemy attacks if you're quick enough to hit it when it replenishes. So you end up just mashing the buttons as fast as you can whenever it replenishes and try and get as many hits in as you can. So, like, the creativity, or, like, I guess the tactics or strategy of the combat just goes out the window real fast yeah that whole 
combat style seems very familiar. It makes me think of Rogue Galaxy. I could be wrong, but that one's for Mark. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the enemies don't get like more creative or intuitive. They're just more. It's just more uh, bullet sponges. They're just more health, and you just do less damage. So I started avoiding enemies just because I didn't want to be stuck in a long ass, like long winded battle. Yeah, Not because I couldn't beat them just because I didn't want to spend seven minutes beating one guy and then run into another guy like two seconds later. So the combat just became real janky. The story's rough even from the get go. Uh, you play as a girl, standard RPG story. You play as a girl. You got hidden potential. You train with your dad. You have a little hissy fit. You run off. You come back. Your village is burning. Your dad's dead. And then the guy that killed your dad joins your party. And it's like, oh, this could be an interesting dynamic. Like, you're forced to work together with the person that murdered your father in front of you. And, like, maybe two minutes after that scene, she's just do- they're just throwing quips at each other. Like, hey, you know, you suck. It's like, oh, you're smelly. And just like, he murdered everyone you know. Yeah. Like, you- there should be way, like, fuck this guy. Like, I'm getting him out of my head. I'm going to murder him. Like... But no, it just becomes real slapsticky and like it, it's it's rough. Like I really want to like this game. Um, it's forty dollars, which uh, I thought that was a good price for it. Even now, though, I'm reconsidering it. Uh, I'm really fucking happy I didn't kickstart it. Uh, oh, for sure. I am kind of regretting I didn't. I pre-ordered it. Uh, another lesson: don't pre-order. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just real fun. It's gorgeous. The art's amazing. The character designs is great. Some of the backgrounds, not so much. But, like, everything else about it's real hit or miss. And it's just... I'm... There's plenty of games where I didn't love and I still slog through just to finish them and get them off my list. Everything I'm reading saying, like, the first half of the game's the best and it only gets harder or just more unenjoyable to play... So, like, I might just drop it. Yeah, uh, damn. uh, Particularly because it's kind of difficult to heal in match. Like, that's the thing. Every character has different... Like a fighting game, every character has different combos. And it gets really hard to remember when there's, like, 30 characters that could join your party. And it's like, just pick your four that you like and just stick with them forever, it seems like, to be the strategy. And some characters can heal each other and use that as their action. But if anyone dies in battle, uh, the main character has to revive them. And by doing that, you have to do just a certain, like, two-button press. I guess they updated it for PC, because it's clearly meant for console. Like, it's the when you go to controls, it's an Xbox controller. It's clearly meant for a console. Yeah. But when I remapped it all, I remapped it to my keyboard, and it still had the console controls on there the first, like, week I played it. Then a week later, it updated and showed, it reflected my keyboard keys in the controls. So I was like, cool, it was an update. But now, for some reason... I can't do the combo to revive people. So I can do the one button, I can do the other button, but I can't press them at the same time for some reason now, but when I could before, when it showed the Xbox controls. That's bizarre. Yeah, I'm not really sure about that. So I don't know what happened. I tried remapping them again, and it just, whatever it is, isn't working, and it's just not popping up with a prompt of like, do this to revive someone. That sucks. (laughs) If I get into battle... And it's just these bullet sponges, like meat tanks, that take all this healing. And some enemies can just one-shot party members instantly. Oh, sure. Because it's it's an RPG. You're not supposed to fight everyone. There's like super, like, you know, Sephiroth and Kingdom Hearts bosses that are just super difficult. And you're supposed to revive your party members. But I can't. So I don't even know if I can finish this game. 
That so, sounds like, ridiculous. It's real fucking rough, and I, I, I'm, I'm so reluctant to say that because I really wanted to like this game, but, ooh, so it happens. Oh well. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Um, I think I talked about it. Beat Breath of the Wild, so I knocked that out in like. A oh, congrats! Yeah, I'm still like I've been so focused on other games, which I'll get to. But yeah, I want to come back to that. I'm looking forward to getting back to that. But that'll probably be more of a winter thing now. God, I'm like super stretching it out. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed it. It was like I feel like it's gonna be the same with Yakuza or any big open world like RPG I'm playing, where it's like you can spend 400 hours in this game. I won't though. Like I'm not I'm not speed running it. I'm not just trying to burn through it as fast as I can. But like in Breath of the Wild, when it's like find all the Korok seeds, it's like nah, man, I'm good. Or it's like oh, I found the king of the mountain. It's like yeah, I'm not, I don't need to tame him. He's a weird horse thing. I'm good. So I just played as much as I wanted to it of it, and I knew um, I knew the final boss fight was kind of disappointing, and yeah, it wasn't great. Um, but it just talking to some coworkers, it just really reinforces that this is more of a, like it seems more of a test, like a fit testing the physics engine of Breath of the Wild. And it's really hyping up the story for Breath of the Wild 2, where it's going to be real meaty and they're they're going to figure out, like, hey, let's get rid of this weapon durability bullshit and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I still very much enjoyed it, uh, but it just, it's, if nothing else, it's just hyping me more up for the sequel that's eventually going to come out. You know what? Instead of getting rid of the uh, weapon durability shit, uh, they should definitely take a page out of the Dark Cloud series book. Uh, another one for Mark. But like, seriously, they <laughs> were the game. first game that I ever encountered weapon durability, and it's like, oh, if you hit. But the thing is, you would literally hear uh, a meter like beep if your sword was low on health, and then you'd have an item in your inventory called repair powder that you could repair your sword. And if you continually repaired your sword, it would like get stronger and you could add different uh different no you you could honestly if you were careful enough you could keep the sword as long as uh you didn't let it break and you could actually upgrade it to then combine with other swords to like make ultimate like badass like super weapons so they had a really cool system there to this day that i i'm just shocked that there's no dark cloud three (laughs) that does sound good um, yeah, talking about it with some coworkers, there's plenty of ways they could address this like problem in Breath of the Wild 2. Uh, you can still collect a bunch of shitty weapons that break instantly, but you can stack them, so now only one type of weapon takes up one inventory space. That could be cool, but not ideal. That um, Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm with that. You could just repair them, like Dark Cloud, like, or it's like, oh, this one's getting like beat up, but I really like this weapon. Let me take it you know, into town and repair it at a cost. Um I was thinking maybe the quality of the weapon could reflect its durability. So if it's like a goblin spear and it's really early in the game, that breaks right away. It's just wood and like string. But if you got like the master sword, that shit's durable. Like yeah. it'll last longer. So I that just further reinforces that I think Breath of the Wild is more of a more of a physics engine test more than a game itself. It's like I'm not trying to insult it. It's still very much a very good game. It's very enjoyable. But, but Bren, it's a 10 out of 10 from it's a 10 everybody. Out of 10. I can't disparage it at all or I'll get ddoxed by fucking yeah. nerds. <laughs> um, so I still think it's a very good game and I very much enjoy it. But I do think they're like, we're experimenting here and changing up the Zelda formula drastically. So it's more than anything trying to just get feedback on what people do and don't like. Yeah, just knowing that it is such a very good game makes me excited for the sequel because they're just going to fine-tune all that shit and hopefully add more things that we're not expecting. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, like, just real silly physics engine games that are just, like, you know, under $5 or just free because they're just like, 
hey, we were testing something and it's actually fun to just fuck around and do this. So, um, yeah, so I beat that. I wish, I wish I didn't. So you can register, you can capture a horse and register it in Breath of the Wild. And um, that becomes your horse that you can like call if it's nearby and stuff. Yeah. You end up using that horse in the final battle. And I wish there was some warning with that because I captured a horse in the very beginning and then never used it. So, like, in the final battle, instead of, like, this Epona, this legendary horse or something, I have this dumb, shitty, spotted asshole who has, like, one spur that can only do, like, a rush once. And, like, he got stomped on immediately and I lost him. So, I'm just like, wow. Ah. So, I wish I had some warning, like, hey, maybe you want to you wanna get a good horse before this fight. Definitely. So. Oh, man, that sounds like something I would do and probably still will do <laughs> even after hearing about your story. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it doesn't, like, ruin the battle, but it's like... Definitely could have used some heads up and probably would have picked a different horse in this case. Totally. Uh, and the last game I played, God, I've actually been playing games. It's Congrats! Like it's almost like I'm trying to avoid other things in my life. Our show, <laughs> yeah, our show's uh, back to our roots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm depressed again and I'm losing myself in video games. Hooray! Yep. I'm sorry. I don't know. Maybe our listeners like it. No, it's, I've been having a lot of car problems, so I just dropped my car off on the weekend. It's like, well, I can't leave now. And then I just get back into games. So fair enough. Um, the other one though, I just bought recently because there's like the Halloween sale on Steam, and uh, this one was five dollars, and it had 2D animation, side scrolling, collectibles, roguelike, fucking in. Those are all the tags I need, and it's called uh, Sun. Oh God, I can't say this word. Uh oh. Sun- it's not a bad word. I'm just incompetent. Um, Sundreaded, S-U-N-D-E-R-E-D. I don't know if it's an actual word or if it's like a like magical fantasy word. Um, but it's like the Eldritch Edition. So it's a game that like came out and then they have like an expansion and both of those together was like $5. I was like, oh fuck, this sounds amazing. And I looked into it. It's by Thunder Lotus, who are the developers of Jotun, which was that 2D oh, yeah. top-down boss rush game of like Nordic mythology. Yes. So I was like, oh shit, I remember this now. Like, I remember watching Let's Play or like streams of it. I was like, oh fuck, I, re- I wanted to get this. I forgot about it. It's really enjoyable. I really like it. It's fill in the void and divisible opened up for me. Um, so I got it maybe uh, two, three days ago or so. And let me see. I think I probably already have like uh, seven hours in it. And. Uh, it's really fun. It's just, you know, kind of Castlevania-y, like, Metroid-y, running around rooms, fighting a bunch of, like, hordes of enemies, getting stuff, upgrading it, fighting the bosses. It seems like with the Eldritch, Eldritch Edition, is you get these cursed crystals, and if you get enough, you can power up one of your abilities to make them stronger. Uh, but it seems like it's, you know, Eldritch, so it seems like it's making you more evil, and I'm guessing that has story consequences, because you can also destroy it and just get more resources. Okay. So it seems like it's that whole, like, do you take the power and become evil and corrupt? Or do you, you know, use it to just upgrade your natural abilities? Uh, and I didn't understand that fully at first, so I already have three of them corrupting me. So, hey. Hey, uh, you're playing like Laren would. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's real fun. If you want, like, a side scroll. And, like, it's not super clear on what to do for a lot of stuff, which is, like, sometimes fun and sometimes confusing. And I want to look it up, but I also don't want to spoil it for myself. Um, so, like, sometimes you'll have, like, waves of enemies just rushing at you, and they just don't end. 
and then sometimes they do, so I'm not sure if it's, like, because I did something, if there's a certain limit to them, if they're infinite, like, it's not super clear, which is good in some cases and bad in others, but I'm I'm really enjoying it, it's exactly my type of game, it's fucking gorgeous, music's alright, music's not a huge part of it, um, but the combat's just very fluid, like, it just feels... You, if you watch someone playing it, you might get overwhelmed of like, oh my god, how do you keep up with this? But it just, it just paces you into it real well. It just feels really natural playing. So I, I really enjoy it and highly recommend, it, especially on sale for five bucks. It's a steal. Hell yeah! Oh man, I did get an email from Steam where it was like, basically everything on your wish list is on sale. I was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should take a look at that. But also, I, I'm not in the market for games, but I also am. So here's my predicament before I talk about the games I've been playing. Yeah. Uh, my birthday is coming up this month. Uh, so Ooh. is my wife's birthday. So I just got Ooh. her gift and we might even do something a little early. So I, I'm thinking about picking up one of two games, one being Code Vein, the other being The Outer Worlds, and Ooh. I just want to get your feedback on if you were in my shoes, which one would you get? I'm pretty sure they're both the same price, $50 on PS4, and I'm going to get the actual physical copy because I'm a collector and I just like having the discs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh and also just for like download and space purposes, it's just like nice to have that. I can always just remove the stuff. And if one day I move stuff around, I can, but no, I do have an external storage regardless. I'm bringing it down to it. Do I want to play more or less a fallout style game or do I want to play more or less a dark Souls style game? And I am heavily leaning dark souls. Cause I'm not much of a fallout guy to begin with, but I'm hearing nothing but great things about the outer worlds. What do you think? I mean, that's kind of the big, like, selling points. Like, if you like Fallout, you like Outer Worlds. If you don't like Fallout, you probably won't. Like, people love Civilization. But if you don't want to spend four hours in one game, like, doing, like, you know, tabletop RPG stuff, Civilization's not a good game for you. But it's a good game, you know, objectively. Yeah. Um. So I think Outer Worlds is a good game. I think everyone's, like, praising it for that. But it is very much the, you know, the Fallout 4 that everybody wanted, but none of us got. So I remember I I was pretty disappointed with Fallout Four, uh, in the grand scheme of things. I know AJ was like pretty uh, pretty heavily involved in it, um, but I think he might be a fan a Fallout fanboy. So he yeah, might have gotten more enjoyment out of it than we would have. Uh, Code Vein is definitely I don't know if it would be Dark Souls necessarily. It's definitely big time eh. anime. Yeah, uh, fight 'em up slash like hack and slash sort of game. Um, definitely like more action RPG esque, like running around, like uh, fighting the big monsters instead of like tactically planning stuff out. Um, if if you're already not a fan of Fallout, then I think that's already enough to decide your uh, make your choice for you. Because yeah, is it like a tied into the franchise? I didn't realize, Outer or World, is it just no, it's, similar? It's um by the it's by uh, Obsidian Studios who did like. That's right. Uh, Oblivion and like some of the earlier Fallout's and stuff. So it's it's the same, very much the same style of game because it's the same developers, but it's a uh, it's its own IP. Okay, I thought yeah. so. Okay, but um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely thinking I'm gonna go with Code Vein. But as for what I have been playing, it's mainly been that Prey game, and I feel like I'm close to beating it. I like I said, I'm playing it on easy, and there's been moments where I'm like, oh my god, I'm getting my ass kicked, or there's just really <laughs> challenging things where you're like floating in outer space, and these motherfuckers are coming at you and exploding. Uh, it's 
a really good game. Uh, for those who know nothing about it, you're on this uh, space station, the Talos, and there's these creatures called Mimics that like can transform into basically anything and just sneak yeah. up on you. And it's very much a horror game uh, set in outer space, uh, reminiscent of like a dead space or something. Um, but I'm trying to think, there was some shit that happened in there recently that I was just like, I'm just getting very frustrated with it. But overall, it is a fantastic game, and I do recommend it. I just want to beat the damn thing and get on to <laughs> get back to Breath of the Wild or something less scary because I'm I'm sick of just like screaming. I am playing it on <laughs> uh, Twitch, and there are moments where it just like shit sneaks up on me and very psychedelic stuff. I I give them credit. There's some like uh, I'm that's another that's my main complaint actually. I I know they make it as easy as possible with like your objectives and stuff, but like there are certain points where I'm like. Fuck! What am I even doing? So I like I would just get lost. It's a very big ship. Yeah, I see it a lot with like especially streamers saying like I'm not an idiot. I don't need someone to hold my hand the whole time. Like I think one game is like if you press down on the joysticks, it actually shows you like a light up path of where your next objective is. It's like I'm not that dumb. I don't need someone to show me everything. And it's like you walk away for like a week. And then come back to the game and be like, yo, man, I don't fucking know what's happening. Like, yeah, for so sure. It'd be, it'd be very nice if that's like an optional thing, like turn on the you know reminder or whatever. Oh, absolutely. I love when games do that to help you out a little bit when you yeah. need it. Um, one thing that I forgot to mention about the game on previous episodes, because I've been talking about it for most of October, um, is that they have a hacking mini game, and it's very reminiscent of like the Deus Ex games, which I also said this oh, whole yeah. game feels reminiscent of. Uh, but... The hacking game is a little less enjoyable. I love the hacking game in Deus Ex, but this one is more or less you're just trying to move this uh, circle to the destination, and there's all sorts of objectives, or, or I mean obstacles in your way, and some of the obstacles are lit up in red, and if you bump into one of those ones, it'll like stun your object, and you're on a timer, so it's like in 10 seconds, get here, and once you get to the objective there's like, it, it'll be a random button on your PlayStation controller. So it'll be like, why, or why, God damn it. Tri- <laughs> triangle, square, circle, or X. And you have to hit that. And then usually it's a series of those. So like you get that and then it's do another one and then you unlock it. So it's, I don't know, it's simple, but also a pain in the ass if you're uh, doing more challenging ones. Cause there's like different hacking levels, one through five, I believe. And I, I've only unlocked level two so far. Yeah, hacking minigames and stuff is always, like, a weird fine line to balance between. You want it to be a challenge where you can't just breeze through it, but you don't want it to be tedious and, like, just time-consuming. So, it's... I, I don't envy whoever has to do that at Game Studios to make those puzzles, because it's, it's always real tricky. Like, I enjoyed the Bioshock ones where it's filling the... You know, building the pipes where the water would go through. Like, is that really hacking? No, but it was fun. Uh, but I know some people that fucking hated it, so it's yeah. it's always a mixed bag. For sure. Um, but other than that, now, I feel like every stream now, I bring up Song stream, or <laughs> Twitch stream, and um, it's not like an yeah. advertisement or anything. I'm just like a super fan, but this dude had one of the best streams of his career so far, and also just like, in my opinion, one of the best streams ever. It was so fun and entertaining, but he dressed up as a banana and played uh, Just Dance or Let's Dance. I forget what the title is, but it's one of those uh, 2019 Just Dance games, mm. and it had all sorts of like K pop and all sorts of stuff and everyone was tuning in and having a blast so i just want to mention that he's doing that and then i also saw him play the other day a little bit of uh 
Obradin or how? What's oh. the full title? Uh, uh, I forget. God, the Return of the Obradin. Yes, that is it. And it was like a pirate game, but it was like black and white. And yeah. like we've mentioned my, it. That's been on my wish list for uh, I think since it came out. Oh God, like a year ago. Shit. For sure. That. It's one that's just like critically acclaimed, and he got re- so recommended it, and now is at least streaming it. And it's cool because I get to watch him play a game that I would typically not play myself or go out of my way to purchase and play. So I'm getting the experience of that game. And as he's playing it, it's more, I'm having the realization, yeah, I would not enjoy this game playing it myself. <laughs> but being able to watch someone I find entertaining play is like a much better medium. So it's really a, a unique game and I gotta oh, give yeah. him credit it's super interesting yeah there's moments where he's like am I playing super hot like what's going on because like everything it's like a frozen scene where this guy's getting shot and there's like blood spraying everywhere so it's a very different experience of a game and I'm ex- excited to see where that goes yeah it was made by uh, Lucas Pope who did Papers Please so that's right an entertaining game out of fucking border or, you know agents and like just doing paperwork um, so he's very creative and uh, I don't necessarily know how to describe the style. It's like old, very old timey computer style, and it's uh, a very niche style that some people love and some people don't like, especially people who don't remember computers that old. Um, it, going for a specific uh, uh, design to it, but it's basically uh, you're basically Monk, Detective Monk. Uh, that's a reference for Mark. Uh, <laughs> this episode's for Mark. Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub, and you're basically just going on a trading vessel in like this 18 yeah 1803 and trying to figure out how the entire crew was murdered and you have this stopwatch that says you you find like a body and you hit the stopwatch and it brings you back to when that person died and you have to piece together like who this is where they were how they died specifically like and it's just a lot of detail and like management work and piecing stuff together it sounds boring as shit it's a incredibly well designed like puzzle. So like if you like if you like detective mystery shit and piecing it together yourself, check definitely check that one out. That's really fun. I want to play it someday. Nice. That sounds pretty cool. Um yeah. okay, so and now this is the last thing I'm going to talk about as far as games I've been playing and it's almost like I don't know, this is a tragedy. I feel like my wings have been Uh-oh. clipped. Uh my balloon is deflated. No, it's Uh-oh. Mario Kart Tour, the fucking phone game <laughs> oh, yeah, I've been yeah. like hyping up for like the past <laughs> month. I'm like, this game's cool as fuck. I'm enjoying it. It's cool. It's fun. All right. First, before I go in and talk <laughs> shit, there's something cool that happened, which is like very unexpected. First and foremost, our Twitter is very inactive. So like, I don't know. We don't have <laughs> that many people interacting with us. It's fine. We only have so many people listening to us, but thank you. Yeah. The idea is though, I tweeted once. I was like, oh, here's my friend code for this Mario Kart tour, tour game. Uh, add me people. And I think I got maybe one like. And then my phone just fucking blew up. And I'm not even kidding you, Bren. It capped at how many friends you could get. And it was literally in a less than an entire day's time. I went from zero friends to 50. And it's like, you can't add anymore. And I'm thinking to myself, what the goddamn fuck are all these people bots? Or like, how are all these people on just Twitter just seeing that? Literally pulling up their phone, typing in this, I don't know, 12 character number sequence and then adding me. Uh, it was just very confusing because yeah, we got like next to no likes and all, I just got like 50 friends in no time. And some, like maybe three or four of them were recognizable names, like some <laughs> one track gamers and like Pat Johnston or something. So yeah. I was just like, huh, that's weird. Hmm. Um, 
But so now I have a bunch of friends, I guess, on this game. But now well. here's for the depressing thing. Um, well, yeah, and I don't even know anything about them, and I can't play online with them. So what the fuck is this game? This whole time I've been thinking, I'm going into races against these people. There's all these very convincing usernames, so it's like, of course we're all just logging into this match and and racing against one another. What? else could be the case am i playing against bots yes i am and uh, that's kind of one of the biggest like red flags for me was when you load up a race you can skip like the racing intro scene where it's like oh let me show you what map you're going to be playing and you could just like tap right through that and uh fast forward and it's like okay three two one go if you're in a real online scenario and you skip that the other people might not skip that, so you would be sitting there waiting for the other people, so it's like, okay, now we're all ready, let's go. And there was never any of that from the get-go, and I was like, hmm, how the fuck do they get away with this? And how is it so smoothly communicating with someone from Japan because of all these very bizarre characters and their username that it's like, this is a foreign username, I'm assuming they're from another country. Uh, And lo and behold... Someone pointed out on somewhere, I believe it was a a Facebook group, it might have been a Doughboy's Facebook group, uh, but anyway, they were saying, yeah, I don't mean to ruin this for you, but it appears it's all fake. I recently started playing, but as far as I can tell, you're just playing against the computer. The names seem authentic enough, but and that fooled me, but in all... But in reading about it, they're all just AI bots. And he's like, I hope, yeah, that doesn't work for me. And I'm like, ah, it sort of does. But it's also just (laughs) like, I should have seen it coming with the red flags. Um, I don't know. And yeah, Basta said he like downloaded it for like less than a day or two and like realized it was bots and then uninstalled it. And I'm just like thinking to myself, and Nintendo has the gall to like have the most insane uh, in-app purchases that I know they're like very attractively done in a way that it's like anyone with a problem that it's like, oh, I'm going to spend money on a game uh, repetitively. They're doing it right. They're literally trying to give you like this gold pass for $5 a month. So you unlock the fastest uh, level of racing to 200cc. And there's like some other perks that come along with it. But I'm like, you're paying $5 a month to play a game against computers that you're it, you're of course you're going to win. You're everyone that's playing this game is getting first place. Like it's <laughs> I, it's just blowing my mind and I it makes me think that this game came out too soon. Like don't put this game out until you're ready to have it on a level that everyone could play on an online match where we're racing against each other, not like uh I think someone speculated that it's like in a previous Mario Kart like for time trials or something it would be like the player's ghost is like Mm. how they would determine how this player would play against you and but certain factors still play into the game is like if i like i don't know use like a homing uh shell on them like and hit them it 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 still affects the gameplay but regardless it's just so frustrating to learn that it's all bullshit i'm just (laughs) playing really well because i'm playing against ai and i even now knowing that i have 50 friends the cap i can't invite any of those to like a, a match to play a game like i don't understand the point of this game it's so insane so i am unrecommending it even though i still find it enjoyable and it's free so as long as you're not spending money on it, have at it. But man, you're going to be playing by yourself. Doug, I have some bad news about Santa and strippers. Oh, no. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Santa's not real. Strippers don't like it. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not surprised by this at all. I never played it, but this is not surprising. 
I don't know if they ever intend for it to be multiplayer because that's what Mario Kart 8 is and they're giving that away with Switches. Um, so I feel like if they're like, if you want to play with humans online, play our console game. If you just want an easy thing to kill time at the DMV, play the phone one. So I don't know if they'll ever plan on doing multiplayer. Um, and it that's definitely a good does, point. It definitely does feel like the you know bait and switch of the mobile market because in all the advertising and all the screenshots, you see Luigi and you didn't see Luigi, and now they eventually reveal him, and you apparently got to buy him in the store. Well, okay, so yeah, now I, I guess the store options change uh, periodically, but for a little while there, there was one of these bundles where it's like, for $20, you get one Luigi, you get this car, and a bunch of these coins or whatever in-game currency, and it's like, no, I don't think I'm going to spend $20 just to be able to play as Luigi, but there's other ways that you can get him with like uh, the loot box system where you mm. like uh, pull down on this like uh, pipe, and then it shoots uh. something up random, so... Yeah, it's still it's. I still feel like they intentionally kept Luigi out of it, the release, like the launch of it, just to get people's attention. And be like, hey, get them talking about like, hey, there's no Luigi. Where's Luigi? I want Luigi. And then when they finally reveal, it's like, I gotta buy him while I can. Yeah. So, oh, and yeah, I'm sure that's what I'm trying to say. Everything they're doing about it seems very much like a cash grab. Like. Oh, we can present this so attractively that a lot of people are going to bite, even if it's not enough people. Like, think about how much money they made on this game that they're putting out for free. Yeah. I mean, if someone came to you and said, like, hey, you want to do this thing for, like, 30 minutes a week and you'll get, like, $250 for it? Like, yeah, I'll do that. Like, that's essentially what it is to the company. It's like a dumb little side project that doesn't take a ton of effort and they'll probably just reap a ton of money because we talked about it before. Uh, gambling stuff and like mobile games which are effectively just gambling uh they're not trying to get money from everybody everyone doesn't have to do it you just need the whales you just need the gambling addicts to just drop a ton of money on it they're out there too and that's what they're profiting off of so don't be one of them and it's just i feel tricked fuck you nintendo that sucks bamboozled yeah for sure um but is there any show topics we want to do before we maybe play a quick conversation game uh sure there's a few stuff going on um Death Stranding apparently is coming out. I'm excited, but I don't actually know the release date. It's soon, though. Yeah, um, fuck. I think it was December 6th. I could be wrong on that. That's one... Shit. No, I'm just going to watch stream. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I. It, they announced that it's going to be on PC eventually. So I'm, I'm jazzed about that, because now I don't have to buy a PS4 just for that. Yeah. Um, but at, it's probably going to be like Monster Hunter, where it's like at a much delayed uh, date. Um, so I'll probably end up just watching streams of it. Uh, but yeah, people are getting review copies. Uh, they also revealed that Conan O'Brien is like a random side character in it. Uh, Edgar Wright is apparently does the voice for a scene in it. And there's just so many fucking celebrity cameos in this now. It's kind of weird. Um, apparently it's because Kojima, after he got, he split from Konami, he was in a really like depressed state and a hard place. And he wanted to thank the people that helped him out of it. And I think it's both people that helped him personally and like in person and people whose work inspired him and helped him to get out of that like depressive funk. So I think he's just inviting everyone. Churches does the ending song in the credits. Um, Guillermo del Toro's in it. Matt Mikkelsen's in it. Uh, Norman Reedus is the main character. So there's just like a ton of people in this. Um, But it's, I don't know. It's Kojima. He might make it work. But so far, I haven't read too deep because of spoilers. But review-wise, it seems like it's doing okay. 
seems like it's getting some 7 out of 10s, maybe some 8 out of 10s. Like, it's getting a solid, decent. And I think because he's doing a lot of weird experimental stuff that either some people don't understand or just don't like because it's experimental, it just doesn't work for them. So, uh, I don't think this is going to be the Metal Gear Solid 5, Breath of the Wild, 10 out of 10, perfect game. Anyone who says otherwise, again, you know, thrown in jail. I think this is definitely him just, like, playing around and, you know, trying something new with his new company to get the attention to him. So, this might be one you want to hold off on. You might not want to jump on it right away. But, it should be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sounds it. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Verse 2 got announced. That's mostly for me, because I fucking love that movie so much. (laughs) Hell yeah. When's that coming out? April 8th, 2022. So, about like uh, two and a half years from now. But, hey, it takes time. And for something as gorgeous as that movie, um, well worth the wait. Uh, As well as they're also doing, I think, a TV show. Possibly a live-action TV show. There's like rumors that's live-action. Which would defeat the purpose of Spider-Verse. And then uh, a spin-off movie of Spider-Gwen from that movie. So there, there's plenty of there's plenty more coming from the Spider-Verse, you know, properties. So even if it's not a direct sequel right away. Uh, Sounds good. Monster Hunter World, uh, Iceborne, the DLC for PC got announced for January. So everyone who's on board like I am is super excited because it looks amazing. It's $50, so it's not just like DLC. It's a full expansion and like... There's so much content in it. I'm so excited. Um, Fallout 76. Uh, Bethesda's shooting themselves in the foot right as Outer World launches. So anyone who is still enjoying 76 doesn't anymore. Apparently there's like a season pass that they said was going to be free. And now they're charging for it. And the game's worse than ever. And I'm not keeping up with it because it's not surprising that Bethesda fucked it up. So that's not right. a big surprise. Uh, we didn't talk about this. This happened a while ago. We didn't talk about it, but uh, I just remembered. Enchanted Portals got a trailer to drop for a game that is 100% ripping off a of Cuphead in every fathomable way. Oh, and no. They're doing a Kickstarter to finish the game. So uh, don't give them money. They're assholes. It's not an homage. It's not a reference. It's not a you know parody. It's just stealing everything from Cuphead to like mechanics to animation cycles, to style. It's just all blatantly ripping them off, and it they're just not even trying to hide it. So, fuck those guys. Yeah, that sounds shitty. And if there's one game you're going to copy, why would it be Cuphead that took, like, 13 years to make? Because it was so difficult to do. Maybe do an easier one. So, that just blew my mind. Uh, HBO Max is doing, like, a lot of animation stuff, so they announced... Four hour long Adventure Time specials going to HBO Max. Uh, they got the streaming rights for South Park. They're rebooting Boondocks, which is exciting. Even though uh, Grandpa and Boondocks just died. John yeah, oh, that was so, so sad to hear. Maybe he recorded his stuff early. Fingers crossed. Uh, Let's hope. Maybe. Uh, so we'll see about that. Um, but yeah, Adventure Time is supposed to be for me. Because I know no one else listening to this watches it anymore. Um, oh, speaking of stuff, uh, it's not getting a ton of attention on Netflix, and I think it's an utter crime, but there's a show on Netflix that came out recently called, uh, Seis Manos, or Six Hands in Spanish, and it's fucking amazing. So it's, like, 
three orphans in Mexico get trained by a kung fu master and learn kung fu. It's basically three ninjas, but in Mexico, with black dynamite and crazy magic. And it's amazing. It's done so well. And, like, the animation and the characters, it's just... It needs more attention, and I just want people to watch this crazy kung fu demon Mexico show. And it's like eight episodes or nine episodes. Like, it's real quick to watch and binge. It's nice. so good. Yeah, I think I saw you tweet about this or something. It's so good. If you want to, if you like Roadhouse, where Dalton rips a dude's throat out with his bare hands, watch Cease Manos. That happens. Damn. Yeah, it's insane. They get the standard, like, you know fat drunken master sort of kung fu guy they got the uh woman who just kind of praying mantis style and then this other guy who's just a murderous psychopath as a main character he just murders so much sorry i just really like the show <laughs> and it's just <laughs> weird how, it's like hey here's the main character and he's just an unredeemable monster who kills everyone <laughs> um and uh last thing i want to bring up at least uh blizzcon's happening right now blizzard's convention happening down in anaheim and uh, it's a mixed bag. People are... I said mixed bag a lot in this episode. Um, people are upset. Still mad about the whole Hong Kong uh, banning the one player and firing the two streamers and taking away his prize money. Uh, they reduced the amount of time he's being banned and gave him back his prize money. Still uh, quite a reaction Blizzard had and shared a lot of their character. So people are still standing outside the convention center protesting them and dressing up as Pooh Bear, which is a uh, you know kind of protesting the Chinese leader is which is what Blizzard was like uh, in so many ways, like defending and stuff. Uh, they uh, issued an official apology at the convention, but uh, you know, one of those like too little, too late sort of things, and you know, it it didn't really mean much. So there's still that whole controversy. People are still handing out like merchandise with uh you know free Hong Kong on it and stuff to try and get Blizzard's uh name in trouble in China and stuff. So that's still a hotbed of activity. But they're also still announcing stuff at BlizzCon. Maybe they're announcing some big stuff to distract you from all the protesting. Maybe. Oh, uh, man. Is that one of Brendan Conspiracy? I, yeah, <laughs> as, as I was saying it, I was like, he's going to play the jingle. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> uh, but uh, real quick, stuff they announced, because I didn't watch it. But uh, Diablo 4, that's happening. Oh, fuck yeah. World of Warcraft Shadowlands expansion. That's happening. I mean, but fuck Blizzard, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 tough. Uh, Overwatch two. They announced that. I don't. I don't know what that says. It's just a sequel to the game. I don't know. Uh, they announced a new hero with that and new game modes and stuff. So we'll see. I don't know. I I've stepped away from uh, Overwatch just because I put too many hours into it already. So it's not like I'm I'm boycotting them or protesting them. But I, I'm not a Blizzard fanboy, and I don't really care about any of those properties. So, eh, we'll see. Sounds good. All right, well, if that's all that's going on in the news, let's maybe play a quick game of Game or No Game. So 
we're playing game or no game. It's been a minute. Um, the there. I don't need to explain the rules. Let's play. <laughs> it's in the um, title. If you can't figure that out, you shouldn't be listening. That's true. No one should be listening, but yeah. you are. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's see. What do you think of a game called One Jazz Doggo? <laughs> One Jazz Doggo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say with how much he struggled with the end of Doggo, I'm going to say no, but I want it to be. It's a no, and I thought, that sounds like it could be a game, it, maybe. I don't know. It sounds like, remember that dating game I did with the where it says you and a pug having like dinner? And I was like, oh, weird, like, wow, that was colors. a long time ago. Yes. Yeah, it sounds like one of the, it sounds like an itch.io game, like where it's just real silly, but fun. And it's just like. It's like a Dalmatian with jazz hands, and it's just like, yeah, and just like, I don't know, you're trying to cheer up other dogs, or get them to all dance. It sounds just like a real silly game, but I'd be on board with that. Fair enough. Yeah, I wanted I wanted it to be real, but it's not. So I didn't trick you, fuck. Uh, do you think there's <laughs> a game called Rats, Bats, and Bones? <laughs> uh, Kind of sounds like it'd be a dungeon crawler, so yes. It is, and it came out literally just a few days ago as of the time we're recording this, so maybe like a week ago as the time you're hearing this, but yeah, it's, it is basically, I don't know about Dungeon Crawler, but it's an old school looking, uh, what kind of game is this? Let me read the description. The undead have awakened. You must build clever mazes or traps uh, if you want to defeat them in this challenging trap defense game. Oh, interesting. It's so a that's tower different. Defense. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, nice. Looks pretty cute. Um, yeah, so yeah, rats, bats, order. and bones. Yeah. You're doing good. That never happens. Damn it. Uh, wow. Let's see. Wow. No, I'm kidding. True. <laughs> Do you oh, wow. think there's a game called Centralia Homecoming? Oh. Hitting, hitting home with the Pennsylvania ties. Ah, um, see, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, I know what Centralia is. It's what Saint, uh, Silent Hill's based off of. Um, yes. For those who don't know what Centralia is, it's yeah, a city, or not a city, a town in Pennsylvania that uh, was known for mining and stuff, and apparently there was like a fire that started underground, and it's still burning to this day, and it's just, yeah, they had to evacuate because of, of the burning shit underground. It was a coal mine underneath the town, and they found a natural gas vein. That's what it was, They okay. dropped like a lantern or something in there, and just... Woof, and the whole coal mine's been on and because it's coal it can burn so yeah it's just been burning for i think like 40 years now or something and there's like two people that still live in the town or in the outskirts of the town and yeah it's just like fucked <laughs> it's weird yeah uh, visiting there on halloween must be scary you're probably not allowed i think there's like an opening to the mine where you can see the flames and it's called like the gate of hell or something it's wow it's, yeah it's crazy uh, and it's what the silent, it's what the whole Silent Hill franchise is based off of, but particularly the movie, if you see the movie, which isn't bad. Uh, yeah. What are we doing? But I was going to say, do you think there's another video game based off of this place? <laughs> Centralia <laughs> the Homecoming. Um, mm, uh, there's so many horror games. Yeah, no. It's a yes, and the thing is, I thought that was tricky enough to think you might be like, oh, well, it's close to home, Doug's just pulling on that. No, it's a game that came out fairly recently, too. Yeah, late October of 2019. Uh, The story of Henry Nelson is a psychological first-person thriller based on real events. It is a game in which the player will experience mysterious events and take part in an unbelievable journey. So yeah, I'm expecting it to be fucking wild. Uh, Hey, Doug, uh, that dog's got no skin. (laughs) 
Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So wait, there were hellhounds in this real event? Like, I'm not quite sure what's going on with that. It's very uh, Resident Evil. Yeah. It reminds me of, yeah, those uh, hellhounds. It's just some naked dude in a cage with, like, a satanic tattoo on his tit. It's a lot of T's. Yeah, this is just a good example of, like, here's a true story. And it's like, it's not, you you have, like, the very bare bones of a true horror story, and now it's all, like, satanic cult worshipping. It's just, it's a coal mine that's on fire. There's nothing spooky about it. Pretty much. Yeah. All right, well, you didn't get that, so I fooled you once, but so far you're doing pretty good. Shame Do you on think me. there's a game called Not a Prank? <laughs> it's not a prank, bro. It's not. Um, oh. I want to say no, but, like, it's so dumb, but that could also give leeway to it being real. I'm going to say no. I want it to be no. It's it is, and <laughs> the worst thing about no, this is one of the like the bottom of the barrel ones for me. Oh, it's like boy. only five dollars. It came out very recently. It's but the developer and publisher WTF Games. Uh, oh I wonder boy, if Mark Marin's involved. Uh, but no, <laughs> it's a fucking really bad looking game. Don't spend five dollars on this. Just look it up. Like their mascots, like this, like I don't know, like Pennywise looking motherfucker clown thing. And it, the game just looks so dark. You can barely see what the fuck's going on anyway. I guess that's what's scary is like, it's just so goddamn dark in there. <laughs> and there's no fucking description. I wanted to be like, oh, well, what's this game about? Fuck if I know you're just shooting shit with a gun and you're a clown and there's like in the dark. So that's I'm the game. It's not this, a prank either. It's not a prank. It's it's a real ass game. Oh, there is a description. It's all, all it says is clowns deserve to die. Okay, <laughs> that's a bit much. Yeah, what's a, what, um, what do the Juggalos think of this? <laughs> I'm guessing this isn't on Steam? Yes. Because I just tried looking up Not a Prank on Steam, and the first result was Hentai Puzzle? question mark, Not again. And holy shit. I think that's just based on your recent searches. No, ah, <laughs> I mean, I got smut. I won't deny that. But th- this is just garbage. Yeah, so is not a prank. But okay, so that is another one I got to trick you on. There's only a few more here. Do you think there is a game called Son of Bigfoot? <laughs> oh, I want that to be. What would it be? Are you trying to find your dad? Are you trying to find Bigfoot, but just so you can like reconnect with him and not like hunt him? Or you are his son and you are trying to hunt him. Oh. Because I want it to be a game, I'm going to say no. It's a no. And the funny thing is, you'll get some kind of satisfaction out of it. It's a movie and it's almost like DreamWorks, uh, Pixar, like, like level of animation. And I don't know who's responsible for this movie. And it, at first I was like, I don't know. Here's the real backstory. My wife has Amazon Prime or whatever it is, and she was like, I haven't been watching any of this shit, but I have the what whole service. This? We should see what's on there. And we... What the fuck is this, dog? Yeah, dude. Okay, so listen to me. It's on real, dude. She, she, she's trying to be like, let's see what we're going to put on our movie list to, like, to watch. And as a joke, she was like, oh, let's. I'm going to put this one on our list. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? So we ended up watching a trailer. And by the end of the trailer, I'm like, okay, I actually want to watch this. It is an insane movie. It looks ridiculous. So it, and it's the funny thing is, Bren, you described the, the, the whole movie in and of itself. It's a son trying to reconnect with his dad who happens to be Bigfoot. And, and that's the thing. Me and Lauren were just like, 
does that mean his mom banged Bigfoot? But the weird thing is there's pictures of his dad before he's Bigfoot. So I'm thinking he and his mom were normal people. And then his dad became Bigfoot because of his DNA. And now the FBI are after him. But you go on this journey to go find and reconnect with your dad. And he happens to be Bigfoot. And then you learn that you have Bigfoot qualities and all this shit. And that you have to also be on the run from the FBI. So, and it's, yeah, like I said, a Pixar style movie. Son of Bigfoot. It's like, it's a Belgian-French animated movie. Yeah, it it definitely has that DreamWorks style to it, but it's definitely not. Oh, no, Um, no, not of the same caliber, but it's No, not the same, but like, it's definitely got that, like, influence of it. You look at the posters, and just right away, it's like, a kid, like a smug-ass kid with a vest, (laughs) crossing his arms in front of Bigfoot's torso, crossing his arms behind him. It's like, okay, he's looking for Bigfoot, got it. Next one is, like, a kid and a bunch of raccoons riding down, like, a hillside in the forest with someone behind them. It's like, okay, I guess that kind of works. Next one, straight up, fucking Bigfoot and the kid. (laughs) Bigfoot's got just a dude's head with fucking sideburns. (laughs) Dude, wait till you see the trailer. That's what Bigfoot Uh, is, is just a regular-ass dude, but with a big, hairy dude with sideburns. And it's very bizarre that it's just like, that's Bigfoot? He's wearing pants. <laughs> oh my god, Doug, yeah, can we watch that, this? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, if you bring that on the Are We There Yet, I'm super there, but I know they'll be like, that's not an anime. Uh, oh but my god. Maybe we'll do a special ABTS of that, because that sounds uh, right up our alley. That's what I mean. I love when we accidentally stumble on gold, and that was one of them. But it's not a video game. But the thing is, since it's a movie, I'm like, it could be. They got so, a sequel coming out next year. Are you fucking me? No, oh, man. this is a sequel. I am excited. We'll do a riff tracks. We'll stream it. We'll do a riff tracks on it. Holy shit. Why doesn't? <laughs> why don't more people know about this? This is just like, I don't know. This should have been in theaters. I'm all about Son of Bigfoot. Just but we're going to move on. fucking real-ass dad head on his body. It's just like, hi, I'm Ted. I'm also Bigfoot. It's like, Jesus. I don't know. It seems like it should have been... Coming out around the same time as, like, How to Train Your Dragon, there should be multiple iterations, which, yeah, you're saying Jesus. there's a sequel, I'm all in. All right, Son of Bigfoot. <laughs> we're we're going to watch that for the podcast. Um, but, all right, so there's literally, I think, two, no, three games left. What do you think of these? Do you think there's a game called Ant Queen 3D? <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? It's, it is, and I'm oh. like... Uh, Maybe I'll play it. It sounds goofy, but I'm also concerned about the birth scene. I don't Uh-oh. really know. Yeah. Oh, dog. That's dog gonna be now. disturbing. Yeah, I don't want to watch that in 3D. Um, alright, last two. Do you think there's a game called Rock to the Top and Emo Adventure? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's complete bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's all just people that, uh, I've, oh, there's, uh, what is it? School of Rock, I think they call it, uh, where people just, uh, try to learn how to become rock stars. So, yeah, that's, yeah. uh, not a video game. Do you think there's <laughs> a game called, this is the last one, Internet Cafe Simulator? Oh, God, the 3D and simulator. They're just yep. death sentences. The like, buzzwords, yeah, tricky ones. Just fucking buzzfeed of video games. Um,. I mean, I know there's an eSports simulator, like eSports manager simulator. So, like, it's not that far off. 
and I could see it being one of those diner dash games where you're managing like a kitchen, you have to run the food out and manage the customers to the right tables, but just as an internet cafe. So like I could see it working. I don't know if it'd be good, but I could see it being a real game. Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. It's a yeah, and ah. it it doesn't look terrible. It came out fairly recently. The graphics are is is what surprised me the most. Like given the title, I expected something like I don't know, maybe even two D. But no, it's it's a full three D game. Uh, check it out, Internet Cafe Simulator. Fucking simulators these days. You gotta have just like one weird homeless guy in the corner jerking off because like oh Christ, you can't get people free internet and not expect someone to be looking up porn in public. Oh, man, there's too many library stories where that has already happened, and I just don't understand it. But that's how we're ending this game of Game or No Game. Well, that was an episode. I feel like that should be our new hashtag or uh, catchphrase, but let's wrap it up with plugs. What about your other podcast I mentioned? Are we there yet? Where can we find that and you on the internet? <laughs> I feel like you plug my show more than I do. Uh, it's a good show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yes, are we there yet? W-E-E-B. It's an anime podcast where me and my other weeby friend try to get our non-weeby friend to watch anime and try and convert to the weeb the way of the weebhood. It's basically if me and Mark had a podcast with just Basta, and it didn't end with a murder-suicide, which is what yep. that would. Exactly, um, and that's why that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Basta would actually shut down Pinecast and kick us all off of it, like, if that happened. It was fun, um, guys. <laughs> it was a good ride. I couldn't resist showing him Akira. Um, yeah, so we watch uh, three episodes of an anime and then discuss it and give our opinions on it, and we just... Uh, I believe as of this episode, we just finished our four kids a thon where we just watched uh, four kids dubbed anime for like the last like month and a half. And holy shit, four kids went wild on some of those shows and just butchered them in the best way. I love it. It's so good. Um, I believe as of this episode, Kirby right back at you is the episode that just went out. So we watched the Kirby anime. Kirby doesn't speak. <laughs> yeah. It was a oh, weird damn. show. <laughs> that sounds awesome, though. I'd be into it. It's a lot of weird, like, early 2000 CG that, CGI that really doesn't need to be there. Um, but, yeah, it's a it's a fun romp. So check that out. And ABTS Brendan on Twitter. Very cool. Yeah, and if you like our show, listener, give us a like, follow, subscribe. We're findable on all the social medias and places at ABT Silence, including Twitch, twitch.tv slash ABT Silence, every Monday and Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Finishing up some Prey, gonna get back to the Zelda Breath of the Wild, and hopefully gonna get into Code Vein. That'll be maybe later this month. And as for the... A uh, record label I mentioned earlier, it's Missed Out Records. Uh, you could go to MissedOutRecords.com or MissedOutRecords.BandCamp.com to check out the vinyl and tapes I've been putting out over the past year or so. Um, our most recent uh, release as of today, actually, is of the time of this recording, is by a band called To Be Gentle. I'm not even going to pr- pretend I can pronounce the name of this album. It's something like <laughs> French or something, but it's fantastic. It's a ridiculous screamo. I'm, I'm do for my. Yeah, it's really ridiculous, but uh, 
phenomenal musicians and another band that I'll shout out is Pictures of June. They're another recent release. Um, exciting stuff, but go listen to them and maybe pick up a tape if you would like. But uh, other than that, I think that's going to do it for this episode. We will be back next week. See you guys next time. See you.